What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So I'm going to say something, and then okay. it's not related to you at all, so don't worry. I just okay. want to preface okay. that because we just okay. we just kind of crapped on each other for a little while. But anyway. <laughs> um, I'm going to say something, uh, and then we just need to start the episode, okay? Okay. What if there was a podcast where the two hosts didn't it on each other all the time? <laughs> and then I'm going to bleep that, that part out, and then we just need to start the episode, Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay. Welcome to The Crunch. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. Are there podcasts that you know of that do that? Oh, all of them. Are you kidding me? No. It's all of them. I only listen to one podcast, and it's one where it's two married men, and they love each other like like they're married to each other. Are they married to each other? Because I'm not comfortable. It's Catching Foxes. <laughs> <laughs> so I only listen to them, so I really have no idea. I mean, clerically speaking, they don't dunk on each other. Okay, they kind of do a little bit. But, but it's, it's good. It's in good fun. Very good-natured yes. Canada versus America sort of stuff. Here's the thing. Okay. Sometimes it gets to be a bit much. Now, I so I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was a Catholic podcast and one of the podcast one of the guys was talking to it's not a super well-known one, so don't worry about it. Okay. One of them one of them was saying like um they were pretending to be like this painting of Jesus. Yeah. And he like was he was obviously he was like he was like acting it out. And the guy was like, oh, I just didn't get that because I could, like, never see you imaging Christ. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that is so mean. That is Could you imagine saying that to a person? Like, I I couldn't imagine saying it to you. And what's weird is like, what's weird is like, okay, I get it. It's the podcast. It's part of the brand. Right. You're dunking on each other. Right. But there comes a point. Where I just I just think that it would be better if we were examples for people about how to treat your friends because I I, I experienced this with my own fr- it reminded me of my own friendships I this this friend of mine who I hadn't seen in a while went to Franciscan transferred out came back visited I was like so excited to see them again I was like hey how are you I was I was like, we were playing pool or whatever and they kept d- trashing me and I was like wow this like really hurts my feelings like this really sucks yeah because i missed you a lot and this is i i get that's how we 
And but I I I, I realized it was like I was kind of a fall for this because I fostered that kind of relationship when we were friends like at school, uh-huh. and I think that that's something that a lot of us uh, deal with. And I I'm kind of I just kind of think we should stop it. And that's my that's my rant. What do you think? Uh, we should build each other up. We should we should make each other better people by just randomly complimenting our friends because that's what people do. And some I'm I'm sorry I'm gonna keep ranting. Sometimes people will say, "Oh well, that's just how I like show affection." That's not true. That's not how anyone shows affection. That's not real affection. That like that like damages a person, and and it's like. There's one, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, um, it's like a rock being eroded, right? It's like, sure, one hit, you can take it, but after a while, you're going to, the friendship's going to start breaking down. You need to be prepared. You need to be prepared to say nine nice things for every mean, stupid thing you say to a friend. I'm a big believer in making fun of my friends. I make fun of Ethan a lot. Ethan makes fun of me. I think it's funny. I think it's fun. But if you do it too much, maybe it's because. You're afraid to show affection. You're afraid to show love because you've been hurt by people you love. And I'm sorry that happened to you. But you need to open up and learn to love again. It's kind of like how guys don't like hugging. They like slapping each other on the back really hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> how could you say things that are so controversial? Get so Get brave. So brave. <laughs> are you making fun I, of me? <laughs> I am making fun of you because I don't think any of this is is new or 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 revolutionary. I think I think if you are basic, if you understand the basic gospel message, you should understand like, hey, we need to love our friends, you know. So yeah, I just I just meet a lot of Christians I, that are bad at this. Yeah, I think that's fair. I um, this is kind of related. There was a mouse in my house the other day. <laughs> this isn't related at all. You're just segueing out of what I was talking about. I well, I don't have anything to add, so that's fair. Nobody wants to listen to a podcast of two people where one person just talks. <laughs> that would just be called catch marriage. Up. Go on, um, <laughs> same thing. There was a mouse in your right. house the other day. I can't believe a mouse. you kept this from me on our last week's episode. Which well, was you got to save. Ago. You have to save some content for this week. That's we did true. a double double guy back to back. Double down. A double a double cheeseburger, double cheeseburger. sort of. With with cheese in the middle, and the cheese is the is the bonus podcast. Sorry, I just burped. Um, so I didn't hear it, so we're good. At, we're good. So there was a mouse in my house, and did you give it a cookie? I did not give it a cookie. That's good, I because you know what you have to do next. I know. <laughs> so I went. So here's the skinny, right? So my teammate Alexander, he has a snake, and the snake's name is Richard Parker. Um, <laughs> And the nice. snake, yeah, this he's a good snake. He's a good guy. What uh, kind of he, snake is it? He's like a python. I is think. it a ball python? It's a, I think it's a ball python. I love ball pythons. Yeah, he's very cool. I like. I mean, I, I'll play with him, all that stuff. But normally, he stays in the tank, uh, the the crib, the terrarium, as it were. The snake tank. But on occasion, he comes out of his snake tank and he gets into the hot box. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's. Oh, the snake we have tank a, was the hot box. <laughs> <laughs> we, have a, we have a smaller, less hot box that we call gotcha. the hot box. Gotcha. And it's called the hot box. It's a file. It's a box where you would put files. Um, but yeah. instead, we put in a snake and, and also a and a mouse. Yeah, and I used to it, do this. This is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Alexander's like, oh, I'm going to feed my snake because he only needs to be fed like once a month. And we're going oh, out so of town great. for a week. And so 
it's like, okay, I'm going to feed the snake. So he puts in one mouse and it took him forever to eat it. So he had another mouse in a cardboard box next to the hot box. You don't put a mouse in a cardboard box. They figure I, it out. You know, you'd think, but the, the mouse, so the hot box is made of hard plastic. No way the mouse could have chewed out of it, but the, the mouse was in a cardboard box and he, he chewed through the hole. Yeah, of course. Um, and so I, I was leading Bible study. I was at a softball game, all these things. And I come back last night and I'm like tooting around, farting around, packing, <laughs> doing all the these mouse? things. No, no, no. I didn't even know that the mouse was, was loose at this point. Uh, and I go and I'm going to go sit on the, I'm going to do my business. <laughs> and oh no. As you know, it's a very vulnerable time. That's not the place you want to find a mouse. That's the yeah, place you so want to find respite I'm, and solitude. It's, it's even before you get into the bathroom, you're like no. starting to think your bowels are starting to relax. Like you're you're getting into that headspace of things are going to start coming out of me. And I'm walking towards that <laughs> the that place, that 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 porcelain the throne Oval that office. we all love. And the Oval Office and <laughs> That's my favorite. Along Along the path, I, there's, I stop because there's a mouse running across the floor in front of me. And I, I mean, I, I put two and two together almost immediately. But what happened is, is all the things that were going to come out of me got sucked back up. And, and I turned around and I called Alexander and said, hey, there's a mouse loose in our house. Uh, this is certifiably not my problem. And I went over to the girl's house. Somebody let the ball python loose. <laughs> But uh, he eventually caught it. Uh, we worked together. We kind of – you spray peppermint oil around, and the mice don't like it, and kind of corralled him in, and he ended, he ended up in one of the couches. Man, and essential found him. oils save the day again. Yeah, so what we do it was uh, the experience, um, but I was it – is, it is relevant to what you were yelling about before because I was very mad at him for <laughs> – for him. For one, having a snake, two, like existing, and three, like letting a mouse loose. He did none of those things on purpose um, to make me mad. They just kind of happened. And I was like, I can't believe you. He's like, What do you mean? I'm like, Never mind. I'm just angry that I couldn't poop when I wanted to poop. So <laughs> I had to poop at a girl's that, house, which is embarrassing. Had to poop. No, I did. I held it. Oh, it well, actually, you, yeah, that stuck. totally makes sense. What else would you do? Right. Well, Brianna told me the other day, she said she's never pooped in my house. I got mad at her because I thought we were on that level of friendship. No. But apparently no, we're thing, not. You cannot poop within five miles of the opposite sex. I'm sorry, five miles. Five feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Elementary never... <laughs> school was rough. It was the Every, worst. Oh, we man. always just had one kid walking, walking there and walking back <laughs> five miles away, five miles back every day. My slot was at I don't 2 p.m. Think, I don't think I pooped in a public bathroom until I was like 13 years old really i was deathly so i was afraid of like doing anything i did it as soon as i was tall enough <laughs> i i used to not fall asleep in cars because i like didn't know who would be there if i woke up what yeah i know i was like i i would only fall asleep in my mom's car like i wouldn't fall asleep in my grandpa's car because i was like I but don't it's like, know. I, it's I not didn't... like you're on a bus and there's like a driver change. <laughs> I didn't want to in... be rude. I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> you're, what do you mean rude? What I was is like rude? Five years old, three years old. I just didn't want to be rude. I was like, I was like, what if, what if he's mad at me for falling asleep? Like he's playing my, he's playing like a CD for me. I love that CD. Grandma and Grandpa had like one CD in their car, and we played it all the time. They're, they had the "I Like to Eat Apples and Bananas" song, which is everybody's favorite. It's a cultural classic. Is it? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. That song? Man, we had uh, different childhoods. Maybe I, I like think it's a classic oh, because, oh, yes, oh, that's, what and bananas. that's what it is. I was like, man, maybe I only think it's a classic because my grandparents, again, had one CD. No, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with the song. It was you on know what's Barney. crazy about that car, though? I would come to drive that car as my first high, as my first car in high school, and it would no longer have the CD player because said Apples and Bananas CD got stuck in it, and they had to wrench <laughs> out the CD player. So as I listened to that as a kid, I had no idea that that CD would be the reason why I did not have a CD player in high school. Or air conditioning, for that matter. Irregardless. <laughs> is, that the car, is that the car you wrecked? No. How dare oh, you bring that up? Oh, so we this week, uh, as in tonight, in part. Oh my gosh, it's eleven p.m. If that's I, what it is, it's not. Never mind. <laughs> I'm so. I'm so. I'm so dead. We can do this. Okay. We can do it. Hey everyone, I, welcome. To I've the been. We're welcome pod, to the crunch. We're, we're podcast boys. We're we're marathon Please. podcasting. We really are, and I'm trying to introduce the next segment, but Patrick's yelling at me about friendship. And I just, I just want to be good friends with all my friends. It's okay that you can, you can do that, but we have a podcast now. And ah. <laughs> please stop <laughs> screaming. Um, so we're we're gonna do. Uh, we got some questions from our Patreon listeners, it's which true. is pretty exciting. And we so it's sponsored by Patreon. If you haven't joined in, we've really got a community rocking and rolling. It's crazy. Um, it's actually awesome. So head on over patreon.com slash the crunch. Um, we're gonna we're gonna be polling for some questions and and those sorts of things topics for the foreseeable future. And we're uh, like so, ten patrons away from a really big goal, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. We started a new podcast. If you we start, <laughs> which Gosh, is what that, everybody needs. That no, sounds no, no. like hell right now. We, it sounds we, like the worst thing. If we get <laughs> if we get sixty new, no, it's gonna be great for our spiritual lives. If we get All sixty right. new patrons, we're gonna release a Patreon only podcast. If we get eleven new patrons, sixty total. Sixty total. If we get if yeah. we get sixty patrons, eleven new patrons. Um, we will release a podcast on a Dune book on Dune. We will release the Dune cast. We'll release the Dune cast. <laughs> we have to do it on Dune. I absolutely have no, to. No, it's not going to be. It can't be on Dune. It's supposed to be it's about a, a spiritual book. It, I, it is that, a spiritual wait, it book. Is, it's a messianic book. It is. It is. We must control the spice. The it's spice actually, must flow. It's actually the book after the Book of Mormon. Fun fact. Well, there you go. It's the fifth installment. Okay, you know the whole so, thing that, like, who controls the spice controls the universe? That was yes. not in the book at all. Yes, that's correct. It's like, it's like Luke, I am your father. It's not in the it's book. It's something you have to surmise. It's in, it's in later books. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Don't fret. Who controls the pants? Control, anyway. <laughs> so we've got a question, uh, a couple questions here. I'm going to read them. This is our first one, and I think it's going to be really good. Um, what should be the role of godparents in the church today? Oh, As yeah. parents, who should we pick? If we're asked to be godparents, how do we do our duty of helping raise the children in the faith? What if there's a big distance gap? How do we still remain in their life and minister to them? My godparents lived on the other side of the country from me and really did not do a good job. If I am blessed one day to be asked to be a godfather, I would love to play a bigger role in their formation. Pat. Ben, here's the thing about doing your duty. <laughs> I swear, if you say something dumb right now, I'm hanging up. That was the dumb thing. I hope you okay. understand that. Okay, good. I heard, I heard, how do we do our duty? And I was like, that's hilarious. 
It's so, only ironically hilarious. Only only one of us on this podcast is actually a godparent, uh, and it's, it's not Patrick. So, wow! I wow! Yeah, well, I knew you I would mean, bring that up, you jerk. Listen, I'm I'm one. I'm older than you. Two. Uh, <laughs> by I, two minutes. By two minutes, but also. Yeah, I mean, I went to a state school, so I mean that that counts for about three years. Three years of of development that you didn't get at a That's private true. school. That's true. Going to Franciscan is like being homeschooled for college. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so my friends, my good friends Josh and Kenzie, asked me to be the godfather of their child, um, slated to be born, coming at you summer twenty nineteen. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa! You're not a godparent. I am. Well, not you were yet. Asked to be one in okay. the okay. Screw yes. you, man. Okay. Whoa, Here's whoa, whoa! The thing. Listen, I I am going to be a godparent. All right, right. hold on, hold on, hold on. The, I'm not yet because the child hasn't been baptized, I and I haven't take been you to the baptism. To one year ago, when I got my first offer for a speaking gig, and I texted you, "Hey, uh, am I a Catholic speaker yet?" And he's like, and you were like, "Have you given a talk yet?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "Then call me when you give a talk." And I'm I want to bring that conversation back to you right now. As, Are you a godparent? No. Okay, no, I'm not a godparent nope. yet, but I'm I've been asked to be a godparent. Sorry nope. for. Nope. Okay. So I've been thinking, obviously, a lot about what it means to be a godparent and praying a lot about it. Um, and I think it's I think I think it's a lot more than just being like a, a special uncle, you know, <laughs> yeah. like the uncle that that gives you a rosary every once in a while. <laughs> like literally the from my understanding, like if something were to happen to my friends, Josh and Kenzie, God forbid, then. Yeah the responsibility of handing on the faith to their child then falls to me and the godmother Tracy. Um, so that is a very big responsibility. And I don't think that that's something that's impressed upon, like at least our generation of godparents, not to their blame. I don't blame them. I don't think that that's anyone's fault. Um, I mean, it's a lot of people's fault, but in this with this kind of understanding of what a godparent is, what it means to be a godfather, godmother, um, I I pray a lot for um, for the child. I don't know I don't know his or her gender yet, but I pray a lot for the child. I'm already thinking about ways to um, bring the faith to the child, ways to uh, interact, and like it's it's just a it's a good way to yeah like I I'm them asking me to be a godfather of their child is them saying like, we want you in our life for a long time, which is a very nice gesture um, because it's easy to just drift away after college. And they're saying like, no, we want you at our kids baptism. We want you at our kids first con- confession at our fi- kids, first communion at our kids confirmation at our maybe kids graduation. Confession. That's kind of a private, Ma- thing. maybe not, sorry, not in the <laughs> confession, but around yeah, 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 yeah. it, you know, high five in him as he comes out. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Roll sorry. tide, baby. Uh, so it's like, those are, these are the things that I'm thinking about. And it's, it's more than just being at the big things. And it's more than just giving like a, a, a rosary or whatever. It's, um, do you know the faith? Do you live the faith? Do you challenge, um, the parents like of the child that you're a godparent of in the faith? Because if you're, if you're just going and you're just talking to the kid and you're not, there's no real relationship with the parents, then it's like, what, what's going Like, I don't really understand what you're doing, you know? So I think it's a, it's a relationship that has to be fostered with the whole family and especially a relationship that has to be fostered with the child um, within reason, obviously, because distance is a factor. And so, yeah, do you uh, more than anything, like, are you praying? Are you praying for your godchild? Are you 
um, aware of what's going on in their life? Do you talk to them? Do you talk to the parents regularly enough to know what's going on if they're not old enough yet? Like, these are all things that we should know about. You should treat them like, um, you know, at any point you could be held responsible for their, their faith lives. Like, so do you know enough to take that over at that moment? Well, you know, there's actually no limit on how many godparents you can have. Yes. Yeah. You can, they, you can have like five godmothers and no godfathers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. It's not like, it's not like a liturgical thing. It's just like, Where's the canon law? I don't know. Ask J.D. Flynn. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's so – I don't know if it's like – I don't know where the tradition of godparents even came from. Yeah, I, I think maybe we should have researched this more before we talked about it on a podcast. But, hey, here we are. We're talking well, about it live. I'm not – I listen, we don't do research. That's not our bag. People don't come to us for research answers. <laughs> if they wanted that's that, they would, they would look it up. You know, they want our take. That's true. And Everybody's got a copy of the catechism at home or pretty two. much. I, I figured since you have a dang degree that you might know something or two. <laughs> well, they don't teach us nothing about. Well, actually, that's how I knew the whole thing about having more than one godparent. Right. Which but, is interesting because I thought that it's like you are there as like a not a proxy, but just like you're saying, like you have a godfather and a godmother to step in in the event of not like I don't and, think I don't think it's that I don't think it's because. OK. It, let's be real have i been lied to my whole life you and you and tracy are different people living different lives if that was the case if me and tracy would have to get married which would which would suck because she's already married (laughs) no she's definitely not wait hold on who's tracy i'm thinking of Haley. (laughs) never mind (laughs) you are thinking of Haley. getting all of my uh, best female friends confused well it's difficult you have so many anyway (laughs) i i really do i really do welcome to the dating bed i mean welcome to my life (laughs) um but yeah so like like i'm saying it, it wouldn't my my um one of my godparents is my oh my gosh who is it one of them is my uncle and one of them is my aunt. Uh, yeah. They're siblings. So, like, they live in two different par- two different states. They would not be able to raise me together. Um, well, I and think- I, don't say, I don't say raise. Like, they, you don't have to take under your wing. Oh, okay. I thought I'm you saying were talking- like, okay. No, I'm saying, like, in matters of the faith. Gotcha. Not, like, gotcha. in matters of diaper changing and housing. But, like, so ha- I don't think housing. it has anything to do with, like, if your parents die, then your godparents are responsible for your faith. Their no. guardians are still responsible for their faith. But you, I think yes. what godparents do is it's, like, you are assisting the parents. Yeah, you are, like, kind of a – Kind of like a a, a a sentry, sort of a lookout of, sure. like, a You're like the a one hey. who's, not, who's not waking up at 3 a.m., to change their diaper mm-hmm. and you're like oh my gosh and i also have to teach them the our father you know what i mean yeah it's it's more of like your 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 job is to be aware of like hey are the parents actually raising this kid in the faith it's because accountability it is accountability exactly Hooray. and if something were to happen right it's like continued accountability like they started living with the grandparents grandparents maybe are not 100% on board with everything that's like okay, okay i see what you're saying you see what i mean i'm like you're safeguarding the faith you're not necessarily safeguarding the the physical health and well-being yeah, although you're not like the legal yeah you feel me i explained that poorly but that's what okay. i mean yeah 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 i can dig I it because yeah, yeah a lot of i think a lot of times people choose godparents based on like who are our friends at the time of birth and it's like yeah. no, no, no and not like who is actually striving for sainthood for the rest of their lives yeah um shout out 
shout out Josh and Kenzie for picking me. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a lot of friends who I've known for a while that are also now having kids. So like, I wouldn't know what it's like to be asked to be a godparent. But I hope that I figure out what it means to be a godparent by the time I get asked. <laughs> uh, I think that's fair. Do you want to do the? Do you want to do the next question? Do I want to do the next question? Well, what is the next question? That's the question. <laughs> ah, well, I thought you might have it up, but I do I, have it up. What's the, you mean? The next one right down the line. So there's the yeah, godparent. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. The, the next uh, one from the, Ben. The reading one. Oh, okay. Yeah. This next one comes from Ben. Shout out, Ben. Shout out, Ben. Another, another, but I'll understand if you skip it. What ratio of our reading time should we devote to A, Holy Scripture, B, religious reading, not the Bible, such as Lives of the Saints, General Philosophy, the Summa, all caps, etc. C, nonfiction that isn't religious, like books on politics, culture, or D, quality literature. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So I think... Here's my first impression. Holy Scripture is not in the same category as nonfiction or religious reading for a reason. I think that A and B can be used as prayer. C and D can be used as no, cannot be used as prayer. So we should devote. I don't know if there's like a ratio. This I don't is think weird. Ratio. I think yeah. so. I think you can read. Like, I think you can safely say, yeah, you should read Holy Scripture probably every day. Every day. Yeah, yeah, um, and But that doesn't mean you need to read a large chunk of Holy Scripture That's every true. day. That's true. He's asking you, reading time. Yeah, reading time, which is, it's like, okay, I read a chapter of John, and then I'm praying with it for 30 minutes. Is that like, I'm not really reading it for 30 minutes, but it's... Yeah, that's fair. And you know what I mean? And so, and and I question like, oh, if I'm just reading the Bible for 30 minutes of like, oh, I'm going to read first Samuel for 30 minutes. It's like, is that the best? Yeah. We used to have to do book logs when I was in school and like yeah. I was reading scripture and I asked my teacher, I was like, can I, should I count this? And they're like, oh yeah, count that. And I was like, I feel weird counting this. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, scripture's in a different category. It's the word of God. So it's, I, I wouldn't say there's a time to it. Yeah. There's a, there's definitely a, have I, have I dedicated an appropriate amount of, uh, I think it's different for everybody. I think some people are hungry for the word. Mm. Um, and I think some people don't need, they, they, the beautiful thing about, about the Lord, right. Is that we can have a, a fragment of the Eucharist and still get all of Jesus. And we can read a word of scripture mm-hmm. and still also have all of Jesus. Yes. So it's, it it's not an amount and it's not a time. It is a, what is the Lord giving you? And where is he giving it to you in Holy Scripture? Is it the Old Testament? Is it the New Testament? Is it the letters? Is it the the Gospels? Is it the Psalms? Is it the Proverbs? Is it wisdom? The book of books of wisdom? Is it the um, the books of Moses? Like what what is it? Yeah. And you only you can know that yeah. through your prayer, and only you can know that through reading Scripture. So that's hard to say. And you should constantly um, be reading Scripture. Yes. Like in the sense that in the sense that like you never like, well, I'm going to put this on the shelf for a while and focus on something else. But you could have like not you could be mm -hmm. like, oh, I just don't have a religious reading book that I'm reading right now. I I think it's yes, I agree with you. But I I would also say that it's good practice to have at least one or two religious books that you're kind of working through. Thumbing through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I've been reading, quote unquote, The Imitation of Christ for a long time. 
and I read like maybe a section of it once a week, once every couple of days. Mm, um, Cause it's not something that I read every day. Like I, I read story of the soul pretty much straight through in like a, a couple weeks, you know, yeah. Um, reading it every day, but that's different than like some of these thicker, headier books that take time to work mm. through. Um, so again, there's like, and I would put, I would even put general philosophy in a different category of religious reading of like the saints, you know, and like the writings of the saints, um, like St. Teresa of Avila's the way of perfection is not the same as Alistair McIntyre's after virtue. Like those are just in completely separate categories. Mm. So, um, and then yeah. I think C and D like nonfiction and fiction mm-hmm. are just yeah. as needed. Yes. Sort of absolutely. things. Yeah. I think I when say, we when we see a list of four things, so I guess uh-huh. this is good, right? This is a good yeah. this is a good list. This yes, kind of follows the, the ship model, the spiritual, human, intellectual, yeah. pastoral. Um yes. we want to devote an equal amount of time to each, right? But that just that doesn't seem that doesn't seem right. It's each each category is a different category because it each requires not only a different amount of time, but a different kind of time. Mm-hmm. Right? You can breeze through literature yes as quick as you want but as this list goes from a to d it's like how fast you can read through it you really can't skim holy scripture yeah or speed to a lesser extent yeah to a lesser extent religious reading and then i mean nonfiction. like by nonfiction, i'm assuming you mean like books on books on politics culture history whatever those those books you can skim them and then literature you can definitely skim because you know, it's rare that you miss something by just looking over a line of dialogue, right? So yeah. I think I think that time is a bad way of framing. Not a good qualifier. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. like it's like it's a qualifier that we that we think that we think we can use to to measure, but I think what ratio of attention should I pay these things? And I think it's in order. Scripture first, then religious reading. I don't know. C and D, you can switch. Uh, you can flip interest, back and forth. Yeah, but... depending on what you like. Some people really love diving into fiction yeah. literature. When I was a kid, I never really even loved... dreamed that I'd be a nonfiction guy, but I'm yeah definitely a nonfiction guy. Which is some people just... love history books, and they just yeah. go all oh, yeah. in on like history books. You know, you know how That's crazy I get about history podcasts when I when yeah. I, <laughs> I I love like I said before, I love science fiction. I could sit for two hours and read. Um, you know, a science fiction book, but I'm not going to sit and read philosophy for two hours or a book on politics for two hours. Um, I just get depressed when I read books on politics. I'll read, I'll read nonfiction stuff. It's just, I won't spend as much time on it, but that's not bad. Cause I don't think that I have to spend a certain amount of time reading nonfiction things. Um, but I think that it's important and yeah. it's good to have a balance of reading different types of stuff. So hence why I read spiritual reading scripture um, I generally have like a, I don't know, like I've got a book on economics that somebody got me <laughs> that, I'm, yeah. that I'm reading. Like it's, it's, I try to spice it up, you know? Yeah. Measure Everybody's time. interested in something. C and D are better categories to measure time. Okay. Yeah. People that are listening aren't paying attention they don't, to the categories. They don't see the nonfiction fiction and fiction. literature are yeah. good way. Like you can be like, oh, I spend this much time on literature, this much time on fiction. But again, that's just interest. So there's no like everyone should devote fifty percent or forty five percent to quality literature and and sixty five percent that's not it fifty five percent to nonfiction. I tried doing math really quick. I couldn't do it. That's okay. 
I'm proud of you for trying. Yeah. Thanks. Does that make sense? I think, yeah, I think we've covered it. I think that's really, I think that's good. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Yeah. Something that I've definitely put more effort and work into it this year than I have at any other year. Um, what is that uh, reading? Yeah. Reading and just being, um, being willing to, it's, it's kind of weird. Cause it's like, yeah, I have a job and like my job as a missionary and like, I don't make a ton of money, but like the spending money that I do have, it's like, yeah, I feel comfortable spending this on books because it's, there's not a lot else Perfect. that I'm going to spend it yeah. on, you know, like if, if I'm going to be, if I'm, my job is to teach people how to live and live well, then I would like to read mm. and I would like to start building my own library, yeah. um, which I think is important long-term. So that's, I've just been, I, I am I not 10, afraid. 10,000 books like St. Right. John Henry Newman. I'm not afraid in this day and age to just go to Amazon. If I think I want a book or like a book, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to buy it and I'm going to get it and I'm going to read it. Um, could I go to the library and rent it? Yes, probably. But I'm not. I'm not looking just to read it. I'm looking to have it so that I can come back to it. Do you rent you know? books? I don't rent books very often. I guess you. No, I'm asking if that's the right verb. Yeah, you rent a book from the library. Just sounds weird. I think of that yeah. as like renting a car, or renting a movie. I guess that makes sense. You do rent the books. You. <laughs> I've just never said that before. <laughs> if only there's. If only there's a word to describe <laughs> having some paying money to have something for a short period of time. <laughs> if only we had such. Oh, the if only the, of the language English was language. developed. <laughs> well, in the Greek, renting was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Give us the next question. Give us the All right. This one is from uh, Wendy. Shout out, Wendy. Shout out, Wendy. Patreon supporter, Wendy. So funny. Uh, how do you keep from getting discouraged when you're praying for someone, but there doesn't seem to be any fruit or hope of change? As our prayers are, are our prayers are our prayers wasted if they don't go to heaven i know this seems basic but i'm having a hard time with it practically okay interesting mm. welcome it, first wendy? Of all, wendy it does not seem basic it seems very hard and i'm scared of this question. welcome to my freaking job okay you are yeah. in you are in the thick of it pat what do you i have lots of thoughts on it but i i just talked a lot on the books thing so what do you think oh man my immediate thought is all the people that I've prayed for in my life that there doesn't seem to be any fruit. Ah, oh, man. Okay. So yep. I always go back to one sows, another reaps. Uh-huh. Jesus reaps where he did not sow. Yes. And he sows uh, where he does not. Oh, wait. I don't know if it goes that far. But yeah, yeah. It's like one, one sows, another reaps. It's like the church plays the long con. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> We we think in generations and centuries, not years. The church does. We we as humans think in years and, and months and days, right? It's like yes. like why like why why hasn't why haven't things changed? Like why didn't things change from yesterday? Why aren't things different? It's like, well, things are different, but the God of the universe who can who who converted Israel, right, who brought Israel to the point where they could bring Christ into the world essentially it took him 5,000 years to do that. And like that, that sometimes doesn't help me get, that doesn't help me um, not be discouraged 
Right. Right. But that helps me kind of recenter and come back to reality that I just because I don't see fruit doesn't mean there's no hope for change. Right? Because we don't know what God does to the human heart on its deathbed. We don't know that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like the deathbed is not something that everyone. It's something that none of us have experienced yet. Yet. Oh, well. <laughs> and um, but there's something that happens to the human heart when it realizes that it, it is when it when it comes to the unis- inescapable conclusion that it will one day cease to beat. Right. The human heart does something. And I think that that's a moment of conversion that a lot of us don't account for. And maybe a lot of our prayers, sometimes we have to just be like, okay, maybe my prayer is going to that moment. And we see it in our tradition, right? Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of death. Amen. Maybe that's where all our prayers have been going. And we just, we're, we're just silly little humans. And we don't see it. I hope that encourages you a little bit. I don't know. That just that's just what I thought off the top of my head. When I first saw this question, I did not think that I would have an answer, but that's my answer. I I love that you talked about the sower. Um this yeah. is something that I've been praying about. So, the parable of the sower, very famous parable. Good one. Um, good good parable. The, the sower goes out to sow. Um which I think is fascinating because it seems redundant, but Jesus says the sower goes out to sow. And so if yeah. Jesus is being redundant, it's probably for a reason. And it's it means that we need to the, hear it. <laughs> right. It's because the sower has lots of other jobs. There's lots of other things that the sower could be doing. The sower could be going out and pulling weeds and watering and selling his, his crops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The sower could be doing lots of different stuff. Um, and then the sower takes his seeds, which is the word, and he goes out. And he scatters it everywhere and he throws it on – some of it falls on the path, some of it falls on the rocky ground, some of it falls on the thorns, and some of it falls on the rich soil. And most of the time when we hear this passage, it's like, what kind of soil are you? And it's just stupid. But the we don't understand that it's not about us. It's about the sower. It's about who the sower is and it's it's the father, right? And a good sower, like a a sower who has his head on straight – would put all of his seed on the fertile soil if just if he's just being smart with his time and his money. He would go out to sow and he would put it all in the fertile soil and he would reap fruit a hundredfold and then he would make a bunch of money and he would get a bunch of food and he would go off and he would be happy with his sowing. But instead he throws it all in all number of places like a dummy and <laughs> like a big bad things happen. Dum-dum. And birds eat it up and it gets choked out and uh, it grows for a little bit but then ultimately dies. Like bad things happen to the to the to the seeds. And so if we're talking about praying for somebody and there doesn't seem to be any fruit, we have to understand that the Lord tells us that this is how he sows the word. This is how he sows seed is he scatters it everywhere and he tells us straight up, I'm not going to put all of my uh seed i'm not gonna put all of the word into fertile soil i'm not gonna do it i'm also not gonna make all of the soil fertile i'm not gonna go it doesn't say the sower went out to make the whole field fertile it said the sower went out to sow so if we have that get it so we have that understanding of the sower we have that understanding of the father then when we start praying it's not like oh lord i hope that this person is um you know 
fertile. I hope that you change this person or I hope that you throw the seed in the right place. It's Lord, I trust what you're doing. And I trust that you've put the seed at the place that you've put it for a reason. And I trust that in time, the, the seed that you've thrown on the path or on the, on the rocky ground or on the thorns, um, will eventually take root in the fertile soil. I don't know. I don't, we can't pretend to know how the Lord is going to work, but the only thing that we do know is that the, the, the best work that we can do when we're doing ministry, when we're evangelizing, when we're trying to spread the faith is prayer. I can have 10 meetings with 10 guys and they're, they could all be phenomenal and I can convince them of all of the church's teachings and the sacraments and the Eucharist and all these things. Um, but arguably it would be better for me to go and sit in the chapel for an hour and pray for those 10 guys and mm-hmm. say, Holy Spirit, I trust all these things to you, right? I can lead a banger of a Bible study of like, <laughs> and Lord, this I is- have, <laughs> and I have, and say like, you know, Holy Spirit, thank you so much for giving this all to me. But it's like, if I go and then maybe I deliver the content a little bit wrong and I kind of am distracted or tired mm-hmm. and it, the message doesn't come across and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, I did something wrong, but I thought this was like, it was going to be really good or, or whatever. And they're not responding to it. It's like, no, no matter what I do, I always have to go back to prayer and continuously say, Lord, I trust that you're putting the seeds where you want to put them. And I trust you are, you're bearing fruit where you want to bear fruit. And I've done the, give everything to him. Say, I've done everything that I know to do or everything that I've been doing. It's all yours. And I give it all to you. And I'm not going to worry about it which is really hard. So like, there's no real practical tips other than praying and trusting that and trusting that the father is not going to take those prayers and throw them away because prayer is actually the highest. It's better than literally anything else that you can do is praying for the people in your life. So if you're, if you're losing hope, if you're losing faith over not seeing any fruit, getting discouraged, you just have to keep praying. That's there's literally nothing else that you can do. Because there's nothing – can you think – Patrick, can you think of something better than prayer? Mm, no. <laughs> yeah, so th- there it is. I'm not mad at you, Wendy. I'm just, yeah. like, frustrated at myself <laughs> for not for not doing that. Maybe you that's know? the answer to every time someone asks, how do you keep from getting discouraged? The answer is trust. Yeah. And I think that's why the Divine Mercy Chaplet is so prevalent for our time. Mm-hmm. Just saying over and over again, Jesus, I trust in you. We are yeah. talking about this at the at – the, uh, conference that i went to this weekend this episode it was last, last weekend, weekend. Yeah. um but someone talked about why the divine mercy chaplet is so um attractive to high school students nowadays yeah like specifically high school students and it's like they, they they're so anxious and they're so discouraged they just want something to say jesus i trust in you they just want something that is like a formulaic way to say that they trust in christ um yeah yeah so like how and i i think we who are of pretty much the same culture, right? We're all anxious. We're all like terrified of the future, right? How do we mm-hmm. keep from getting discouraged? I know I struggle with despair a lot. It's like, Jesus, I trust in you. Sometimes that's all I need to say. Yeah. And if I say it enough times, I'll believe it, right? <laughs> we have to constantly um, return to that. I think we don't talk to ourselves enough. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't. Because th- these are real things that we fear or real things that we feel of, oh, I am 
I feel discouragement. I feel like I'm not doing anything. I feel like nothing that I've done or nothing that this mm-hmm. church has done or nothing that this podcast has done or whatever it is that you're doing or whatever it is that you're trying to do, however you're trying to lead people to the Lord. Um, <laughs> it's real to say like, I feel like I've done nothing. <laughs> and like Nothing I've done has worked. Yeah, God's which is like, fine. Nothing you've done has worked? Nothing you've done? <laughs> nothing, nothing I've done. I mean, is that a surprise? Yeah, right. <laughs> the only that's one that why I made anything. that joke of the 63-point plan last week. It's like, yeah. hey, everything sucks and all the teens are leaving. Here's my 63-point yeah. plan. You're welcome, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I yeah. cracked the code. Yeah, and it's 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 a lot of um, – yeah, you got, you got to understand that it's not about you, and you got to understand that you you play as much of a part in it as Jesus desires you to. And Ooh, the only the only way to to know that is to pray, and yeah, because if we there are two there are two options right or two extremes really of oh I'm gonna go whole hog and I'm gonna take entire responsibility for this person's faith journey, um, huh. which can be can We've be easy there. to do if you're if you're discipling somebody or if you are intentionally walking with somebody like it's easy to say like oh I'm completely in charge of this person's faith development. or they're your child. <laughs> or yeah yes that even that yeah, yeah. right um or it's the opposite end of the spectrum of well i've taken them to mass and i've done these things and i've tried to invest in them but like they just aren't responding and so i'm i'm gonna wash my hands of it i'm gonna i'm gonna shake the dust off my feet and i'm gonna leave them and maybe you do need to do that right there are situ- obviously there's there's nuance maybe you do need to um take a step back from walking with somebody maybe you do need to take the reins a little bit with somebody um but if God's but putting it on your heart to pray for them, don't stop doing that. Exactly. Right. That's not the end game is is you. You are never reason, the end some game. Reason, for some reason, God asks us to pray for people. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not weird because it's God. Like, like, he knows what he's doing. But isn't that – it's kind of strange, right? Like, God puts it on your heart yes. to open your heart and pray to him. Like that, that in and of itself says that prayer isn't really for God. It's for us to kind of put us in our place, right? And for us to understand. So I guess if you're getting discouraged in prayer, just understand that like keep persisting in that is like a really, Mm -hmm. is a really virtuous thing. And keep asking the Holy Spirit for that continued desire for prayer. I, I, it all goes back, I think, to, to John 17 and Jesus's prayer. Classic. Good old John 17. Jesus's priestly prayer to the father. Um, just saying over and over again, like, father, I desire to be one with them in the same way that you and I are one. Um, and just saying that over and over again, it's like, yeah, we pray for other people because we ought to desire to be united with Christ. We ought to desire to participate in the work that he is doing. We ought to desire to be one with him so that, because the crazy thing is that Jesus is the, the one true mediator between us and the father. Right. And he offers us through prayer, the ability to mediate with him through uniting ourselves, like with his work, which is like, kind of whack if you think about it he didn't have to do that he didn't he just did like we we get to join in christ going straight to the father and saying 
Father in heaven, you have given us everything and you've given me this person, right? You've given me Jeff. I love Jeff and I know that you love Jeff. And with your son, Jesus, the, the your son who died for me and died for Jeff, I want to pray to you and I want to, to beg of you for your will to be done for you, to give him peace, for you to give him the grace that he needs in this moment because I know that everything comes from you and I, I understand that by uniting myself with Jesus that I am, I am making you happy and I'm doing the thing that will in turn make me happy because I get to unite with with the Lord and I get to get to talk to you like that's that's nuts right and then Jeff Jeff is over here chilling benefiting from that too everybody wins in this situation it just may not seem at in the moment you might not see any tangibles you might not see any deliverables um and you got to get over that you know you that's might, you might not be able to give like a detailed progress report yeah to your superior yeah but that's not that's not the game we're playing. <laughs> I don't know what game we're playing anymore. <laughs> I started off playing Yahtzee, and I think we're in the middle of Clue. And I have oh, no clue. Anyway, Jesus, Jesus on the on the on the cross with the with the redemption. <laughs> is that is that good? Is that it? That's really good. Um. Anyway, I. How how many minutes have we been going? Just curious. If I told you 15, would you believe me? No. <laughs> we have been going for roughly 45 minutes. So we have one more question. I think yeah. we could take one more question. We got one. We got one more I'm question. I'm really winding down. Are you winding um, down? I feel it's it is 11:36 p.m. <laughs> it is 12:36 p.m., my dude. I know, but for my time. Uh, but that's that's how I'm it, here for really it. how it be. Um, I'm not sure which one to do. Which one do you want to do? Um, I don't know if the uh, physical healing one is. I I mean, it's more. It's kind of. I mean, it's similar in a similar vein. Kind of yeah. want to jump jump ship of the of the prayer conversation. Hey, are you impl- are you planning on attending Counter Texas in August? No, I am not. I was I'd not, love to, I was but I have not a invited, job. not invited by Encounter Texas. Nobody from Encounter has ever reached out to me. Hey, Jonathan, if you listen to the crunch and I know you should be because we're friends, you should invite Ethan and I to Encounter Texas. I can't come, but I'd love to be invited. Hey, go ahead. And all right. Who knows more about musicals? You or me? Uh, prob- I'm guessing you. Probably. I was weird. Anyway. Um, Wait, hey, what's, what's your, your favorite-, favorite musical? Oh, that was I- weird. I was going to ask you, what's your that favorite was, musical? That's so crazy. Um, oh, my gosh. What's my favorite musical? Um, Cats. Oh, Pirates of Penzance, hands down. I don't even know what that is. You oh, made that up. So you funny. made that up just now. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> it's an operetta by Gilbert and Sullivan. It was released in, like, the 1600s, and it is hilarious. Huh. It is still funny, like, to this day. Really? I did. I did that play when I, I first did that play when I was in sixth grade, and then – Six years later, in twelfth grade, my senior musical last play I ever did was with the exact same cast, the same huh. leads, and everything. No way! Yeah, it was awesome. That's cool. It was it was a different theater director and everything, and they were like, she was like, I think our show is going to be the Pirates of Penzance, and me and Lily and Julie and Tim were like, holy crap! And we all got cast in the same role. That's awesome. Except Julie, because she was cast as like a guy, so we had a guy play the guy. Ah, it was fine. I see. 
Hey, what do you think about the Jonas Brothers coming back? You didn't ask me what my favorite musical was. Oh, what's your favorite musical? Uh, is, uh the the uh. This is why I didn't ask. The Goofy movie. <laughs> Powerline. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, hey, I like. Did, I've seen. Of, I've seen very few musicals in my day. I enjoyed Les Mis, the Hugh Jackman one. Yeah, you did. I did not enjoy The Greatest Showman, the Hugh Jackman one. Um, <laughs> but Man, other than Hugh that, Jackman. I like The Sound of Music. Uh, I like uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That's a heater. Let's. These. This is about it. This is. This is as far as my musical knowledge goes. Yeah, there it is. That's yeah. it. Sorry. Anyway. What's what's next? Oh, uh, I already asked the question. What do you guys oh, think about the Jonas Brothers coming back? What do you think about the Jonas Brothers coming back? I didn't know that they came back. Yeah, and now like, that I do know, I I still don't care. But <laughs> the conference, Dr. Dr. Rice was like, Hey, make sure you mention to the kids the Jonas Brothers are coming back. The kids that listened to that back when they were in high school would be really into that. And all the people were laughing. And I was like, ha, 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 yes. Those kids would be really excited about that. Yes, they those would kids. Be. The other kids. I am not excited about that because no. I'm an adult. Ha, ha, like everyone else. I didn't. Yeah, I'm I'm completely out of the loop on any of that stuff. So good good for them for good coming for them. back. Good for them. Uh, honestly, it's not like a a shock because they're still related. Um, they see <laughs> each other every Christmas. Like it's, you know, it's like, Oh, oh man, this is crazy. Watched, I bet you watched the James Corden sketch, huh? Didn't you? I, uh, no, I don't know what that is. They made that exact same joke on the James. Oh Corden really? Show. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, man. And he, has, and he has a whole team of writers and all I've had is one cup of tea and it's 1140 PM. So, <laughs> If I can make that joke after just learning about the comeback and it took them a whole team of writers, what does that say about my potential future in comedy writing? That shows that you have high potential and that um, and also they the should late, invite us to encounter Texas. It also shows that the late night with James Corden is not not a very funny show. Well, there is no late night with James Corden. There's the well, late, what is late show with James Corden. Sorry, I didn't I don't I don't know what it's called. I just know You're he has a late my level. Your Listen, communications you should major. be like me and get sucked into the YouTube you know, vortex that is late night sitcom clips. I will I will defend precisely one late night television show. And what is that? Conan. I think I like Conan. I think Conan is great. Uh-huh. I think that he's the funniest with bar none, the funniest late night host. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. he's got the quickest wit out of any any TV show host I've ever I've ever seen, uh-huh. I think he interviews very well. Yeah. Um, I think he has great remotes, mm-hmm. and his podcast is very funny. Gotcha. And I I really I really like him, and I'll die by that. I so, will defend one late night show. That's it, and that's uh, the late night show from the 1950s when they used to stop playing TV at a certain time, and they would play the Star Spangled Banner and then just shut off the TV. That's my favorite late night show because I'm an American. And I love our flag. Well, our troops, except for that one troop who cut us all off today in traffic. I I didn't know. He had a know. huge Semper Fi on the back of his on his oh. van, and I was like, man, that's just mean. Just giving I'm, the Marines a bad name. I am. Uh, the only reason I knew that they used to do that is because of how in Toy Story 2, 
when Al falls asleep with the Cheeto dust on his hands. <laughs> he's asleep and he's watching TV. Oh my gosh. And then they, I remember when I flag. watched that movie, I was like, that guy is so lame. And then I woke up yesterday and that exact <laughs> situation. There was a toy dinosaur on my belly. You the, had cheese dust the on your hands. Star Spangled Banner was playing. I was like, my TV wasn't even connected to cable. How is that possible? <laughs> you, you've, you've lost yourself to a life of greed and gluttony. In a chicken suit. I in dress a up in a chicken suit. suit for a living. I actually have a chicken suit now that I think about it. You have a what? I, Wait, we've definitely talked about this. For Halloween, I was Chicken Joe. That's right. Yeah, we talked about it. I could be Al from Al's Toy Bar next year. That's a good <laughs> that's a good repeat costume. Man, what could you not what could you not do with a chicken costume, honestly? Uh you could like you could put a bunch of ketchup on yourself and you could go as KFC. All right, mm-hmm. anyway, it's too late. We gotta go home. I really, really desperately need to go to bed. <laughs> but this was this was good. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing the marathon hey, podcast with me. Thank you for listening to the marathon podcast, Crunchers. Truly. We love you. I hope we were able to keep up the quality across both episodes. Hey, I think we did a great job. <laughs> we did our best. We did a really hey, we did our best and we did the best. What? <laughs> we did the best. We are the best. You know who really did the best? Jesus on the cross with the redemption. I was going to say Beto. <laughs> That's a multi-week callback. Let's That's, go! We really out here. Follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the crunch. We're going to post lots of bonus clips from today's mega recording session. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, which will be awesome. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to keep Keep posting, keeping you updated on some of the guests that are coming up, some of the sponsorships we might have in the works, maybe some live shows, maybe yeah. some. Maybe Patrick comes and visits me with. Notice with how Teresa. we're saying maybe to all of these things. Maybe Patrick comes and visits me with Teresa. We do a live show in Tulsa. Who knows? Um, Father Anthony really wants to get you up here to Pittsburgh. Oh, that'd be so fun! Yeah, we gotta get oh. you up here to Pittsburgh. Send me an email. We'll 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 sort it out. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Can I just send you a text? Because that's like more realistic. <laughs> I we are email all, friends. We are not you, texting friends. We, you respect me as a as a speaker and you send me an email. <laughs> I will send you to Ethan at the crunchcast.com. Yeah. And if you were to reach me, you would reach me at Patrick at the crunchcast.com or you could right. follow us on Twitter at Catholic Pat or at Bro Apostle. Well done. Did you see somebody tweeted uh the other day uh if Judas had a Twitter, his handle would be at Bro Apostle? Wait, this is a random person who didn't know you? Like, no, somebody got super mad at my tweet about uh, you. Need, it's important to pray every day or else you can't call yourself a Christian, um, which I agree is a little strong, but I stand by it. And they they got super mad. And then one of their tweets that was not a reply to my tweet just said, if Judas had a Twitter, his handle would be at Robossel. All right, everybody cyberbully this person. Don't cyberbully this person. Kidding. I haven't I haven't responded to anything that they've said. I yeah, don't. I, I Back in the day, I used to get, be all over that. And I would screenshot it and I would save it and send it out and all this stuff, but I just don't care yeah, <laughs> anymore. Right. Oh, man. Um, great. The That's subtle art. The subtle not art caring. of of not caring. Yeah, we all know the title, but it's fine. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? I don't know. Just if you don't pray, do that. Found as always. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you next week.
What if I told you I wasn't recording that whole time? I would I would poop in a bag and I would mail it to you.